To help of Hashem, we are learning Babakama Dav Kuf Ches. We left off on Dav Kuf Zayin Amid Beis, three lines before the bottom of the Amid. The Gemara is referring back to Abraisa that we just had on Dav Kuvav, but that we also had on Dav Samachay, regarding the Shoimer Chinam, who was Toyin Tanas Ganov, claiming that someone stole the article he was guarding when it was not true, and he swears that it was stolen. And then Adam come testifying that he was the one that was holding on to the article the whole time. Until now we keep on learning the Gzayna Sarkasif that this person now, the Shoimer now, is Chayif Kefil to the owner. And now he also admits that he stole. And we keep on learning that when a person takes a false oath regarding a monetary obligation and then admits... He's chayiv a chaymish and an asham. So the question is, will he be chayiv the chaymish and the asham now that he's already chayiv the kefal? So the chachamim hold that you don't impose a penalty of the chaymish if there is already a penalty of kefal. And since in this sequence, first witnesses came, so now he's chayiv kefal, he won't be chayiv a chaymish. We did learn the shita of Rabbi Yaakov. And that was actually the opinion that we explained the Gemara to Dafagon, Daf Kuvav, that if the Kefal payment and the Chaymish payment are exactly the same amount of money, Rabbi Yaakov holds that really a person could incur two penalties in this scenario. But if they are of the same amount, then giving once that amount covers both. We're going to learn the following Gemara going according to the opinion of the Chachamim which is that now that Yechayif Kefal, they won't put on you a chiyuv of Chaymish. Now, the person will have to bring a Karbanasha. But as far as a monet- monetary penalty, Keren and Kefal. So now asks Rab Rami Bar Again, two lines, three lines before the bottom of the Amit. Boy, Rami Bar Momen Kefal. If money led the person to be obligated to pay Kefal, like in the case that we gave, do we say that since that person is already chayv kefal, is that is why he won't have to pay the chaymish when he later admits? So is it that dual charges cannot be incurred over the same money? That's the key. Or oidilma, that the rationale behind the chachamim is that shvua hamichayavtoi kefal poitartoi menachaymish. That a oath money cannot be incurred over an oath that already demanded of you to pay kefal. In other words, is it that you cannot put two monetary penalties on top of the same money, or you cannot incur two monetary penalties on top of the same oath? Now, Frederick... No, 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 one second, no. He's chayv the kefal, and he's chayv the chaymish, all because he lied regarding money. But is it that he's, and since, according to the Chachamim, you can't give two penalties, he'll only pay the first one. Is it because you cannot allow two penalties on the same money, or you cannot incur two penalties on the same oath? And the Gemara says, hey, chidami, the last line of the Amid, which means, lamay nafkimina. Well, bottom line, the Chachamim hold in the scenario that we gave, but Dafka in this sequence. First, he swears, then Adam come, then he's Maida, he's only going to be Chayif Kefal. So, hey, Chidami Lavayin Afkemina gives the Gemara, Gavaldik and Afkemina. Kegoin, Shetan Tanaz Ganov, 
he makes this false claim that it was stolen from him, and Venishma, and he swears. Now, before Adam come, he retracts his original claim on his own, and he tells the base, "No, it wasn't stolen from me. It's not true, but it was lost, lost in a way that the Shemirchinim won't be chayiv." And he swears for that. So he indeed, he made two oaths. And after that happened, turning to Ches, witnesses come and challenge his first statement that gone off. Witnesses come and say, no, you lied. When you claimed it was stolen, we know it was in your home. And then he is Maida, that he lied regarding his latter oath. He swore the second time that it was lost, and he says, you know, the emesis, it wasn't lost. I had it the whole time. So again, yeah, beautiful. What is, if the pshat is, is that dual charges cannot be incurred over the same money. So here also, it's over the same money. So dual charges cannot be imposed. But if it's that dual charges cannot be imposed over the same oath, here there were two oaths. My, do we say, is it that money won't allow the person to be chayv the chaymish. And over here also, since since he is chayv kefal, because his first oath was gone up, for that there are Adam that say that he lied. So since he's chayv kefal, he will never be chayv the chaymish over the same money, even though he took a different oath and he admitted on the latter oath that he lied, or maybe the key is, The word is that dual charges cannot be imposed over the same oath. But over here it's not the same oath. The second oath that Avad, The second oath is not the one that brought about the Chiv of Kefal. What brought about the Chiv of Kefal was the first false oath later being refuted by Aden. So maybe, So he should be chayv here, even according to Rachachamim, Keren, Kefil, and the Chaymish, and the Asham. So that's the question. So Rabbi responds by bringing the following, we have here a debate whether this is going to be a Mishnah, whether the following is a b'raisa, but in any event, he brings a work from Tanoim. Tashima, Amar la'echad minashuk, if a person stops someone else in the market, let's just give names to make it simple, so Reuven finds Shimon, and he tells him, hey, that's the good morning. Not good morning. Where is the axe that you stole? Where is my axe that you stole? So So Shimon says, well, I don't know, I didn't steal anything. So Reuven says, mashbiyachani, I adjure you, and as we keep on learning, that that's a proper way of taking an oath. And it was either the oath taker takes the oath, or the litigant tells him, I adjure you, and if the you says, Amen, that's called an oath. And the Amar Shimon says, Amen, so now we took an oath that he did not steal. Now, this has nothing to do with the Shemir. And now, witnesses now come and say, No, Shimon is the Ganif. Now what's very important just to remember is that when we keep on learning that the Toyin Tana's Ganov is Chayif Kefal only if he took an oath that's by the Shemer. Shemer Chinam was a Shemer who claimed there was Nignam Mimeni and he takes a Shvua and later Adam disprove him he's Chayif Kefal if a Shemer Chinam did not take a Shvua 
even though he lied, but if he didn't swear yet, and Adam comes and says, no, you have it, he won't be chayv kefal. But that's only by a shamer. By stam aganav, aganav doesn't have to steal, doesn't have to take an oath to be chayv kefal. If God forbid I steal from you, if I'm moide, then moide beknas butter. But if I'm caught, forget about the oath. The act of geneva in itself brings about the penalty. No. No, no, you need to have them, of course, because how would you know that I stole? And if I'm moide, then I'm potter from the kefal. Huh? Yeah, but I, I'm, if I'm claiming it's not true, you can't prove it. But the key is that by stamay ganeth, you don't need the shvur. So the shvur here for this part was irrelevant. So Shimon swore he didn't, sw- he didn't steal. Adam say he did steal. So firstly, says the, the Tana, Mishalom tashlumi kefal. He has to pay kefal. But again, for this kefal penalty, the oath was irrelevant. He claimed he didn't steal. Now you have Adam that he stole. However, why did the, why did the Tana say he took an oath? Because now he's moida. He says, you know what? Now that I'm caught, I'll be the tzaddik. Ich bin moida, I stole. Ve'im moida ma'atzmoi. Now, ve'im moida ma'atzmoi implies ve'im that Adam did not come. If Adam did not come in this case, but he admitted, so that's the din. That now, for a person to be chayiv, the chaymish, it's only if he swore falsely. So for this latter scenario, you need to have the oath. So he swore he didn't steal, then he's moida. End of Tana. It says Rabbi Gavaldik. Let's make something very clear. That Adim, who the Machayv Lake Phelan, in the first case of the Braisa, he swore, but Adim came. What brings the Chi of Kefal, like we mentioned, not the Shua, just the Adim? Nevertheless, only when he admitted on his own without having Adim. In, that is where the Braissa says he has to pay the Chaymish. What happens if both things happen? The Braissa Dafka did not give that case. That means if Adam came and said, you stole. And then, with the Adam, he was Maida, then he wouldn't have to pay the Chaymish. Now hold on a second. Here, the Shvua was not Machayivim Kefal. And if the key is that the same Shvua that brings about Kefal cannot bring about Chaymish, the Shvua didn't bring about Kefal. So speaks out Rava. The is al kadaitach. It's the shvua hamechayafli kefil paytartim and achaymish. If that would have been the rationale, amai hoida acher edim loy. Even if edim would come, that saying you stole, and later he was moida after the the edim, he still should have to bring a side of the kefil. He should have to give the chaymish. Why? Michti because behold, hashvua loykom achayva lekefila. The shvua didn't bring about the chiyuv of kefil. He's tamaganav. It was the Geneva that brought about Kefal. By Bazoi is Techai Vechumsha. Elalab brings Rabba Gavaldik approved Shmami Nam that the key rationale behind Shitas Chachamim is that dual charges cannot be imposed over the same money. And, that's the, and it's over the same money. They're all speaking about that Shoidi, Shoidi Gonafta. That same money cannot bring about two different penalties. Momena Machai Vechumsha, Paitartim and Achaimish. And being that Aden came, even though we didn't need the Shvua, and now the din is Yechayev Kefal, if that person is made over the same money, he can't be penalized on top of the Kefal, also a Chaymish Shmamino. Now if you remember in Dafsama Chayim Beis, just to know that the, the Chachamim based their opinion that in Pasha's Vayikra, in Pedike, Pasik, I think Chavdalet, 
When the Torah speaks about the din, that if someone swears and then admits he has to pay a chaymish, the words of the Torah is, V'shilem oisoi b'roishoi, v'chamishi sov yosev olav, that he pays the principal, and on top of the principal he adds a fifth. So the Chachamim learned from these words that the fifth is on top of the principal. But you never put a fifth on top of the principal and kefal. It's only, it says only keren. Very good. Now, by Ravina. Now Ravina asks the following inquiry. We accept Rava's proof. However, what happens if Chaymish v'kfeila betrei gavrin? If there is one monetary dispute... It's regarding the same monies. But there are two people involved. Could we create a scenario where one person will have to pay kefal and the other person will have to pay a chaymish? Even though, even though we just said that you can't impose two penalties over the same money, but maybe that's only if it's imposing it on the same person. So what will be the case? Hey, not here, not Lamayin Afkamina. What's the case? And without, you know, we're going quickly, but every scenario... The sequence of the scenarios are meduyek v'yoyser. And Tosfos continuously speaks it out. So what's the case? One person entrusted his shoyr to two people. There are two shoymer chinams. And v'to'ano, both of them, sadly, wrongfully, who they themselves kept the ox, they told the owner, Tanas Ganov. Really, they stole it. And here's the key. Like we mentioned, by a shoymer, just lying does not bring about the penalty of kefal. The high of kefal, only if they swear. Now what did they swear? So chad nishba one swore. But right after he swore and dissated, he was mighty. He says, no, no, I lied, I had it. What's the din of nishba v'hoida? Keren, chaymish, and asham. The other one swears. After the first one swore and was mighty. The second one swears it was stolen. And Adam come. As Toysavus points out, if the first one would have sworn, Ganav, and Adam would have come, then the other one, Bezan never would have even asked the second one to swear, because they would already have Adam. And we learned yesterday and two days ago, that Toyin Tanas Ganav Chayif Kefal, only when Venikrav Balabais Elho Elohim, which means Bezan, only if he was taken to Bezan, the Shemer Chinam, the Bezan imposed an oath, he took the oath in front of Bezan, only then if he's caught with witnesses does he bring the kefal. But in this sequence it works. So one was nishba v'hoida, the other one was nishba, but was this proven by Edom? So my, do we say that only bechad gavro kapid rachmano d'lemishalom chumsha v'kefela, and let's add the word of the Bach, avol betrei gavno, haimishalom kefela, and v'hainishalom chumsha. Each one has a different penalty. Or, oidilba, ilove chad memayna kapid rachmano d'lemishalom the Torah does not, want, does not want for dual charges to be imposed over the same monetary claim. And here there was one monetary claim. So for this place it says, Teikum. It's not regarding the oath, but even when it comes regarding the money, is it on the money or on the person regarding the money? We're not done yet. It's Mama Shazal, Lamda Shadaf. The whole daf is going to be like this. Normally, the Gemara is very straightforward, and the later generations of Chachamim, by the Achroinim, you find all these Chakiras. It's Mama Shadaf. Next. Boy Rapapa, more, 
regarding this, you know, two payments over the same money. Getting two payments over the same money, if it sounds very uh, attractive business-wise. It's amazing. It's a box. So like this. Today, Chumsha, Atkan, again, the Chachamim learn, like we spoke out, it says this, V'shilam oishoi, oishoi, b'roishoi, v'chamishisov, that if there is a penalty, the penalty is imposed one penalty over money, and therefore, in the case that we began today's share with, when you have kefal, once you have kefal, then you don't add a chaymish. So another question, is it that we don't add dual penalties because they're different? So we don't add a chaymish penalty over a kefal penalty. But would we say maybe that a kefal on top of kefal, or a chaymish on top of a chaymish, you could add? Because it's the same. What will be the case? Let's read it inside. Today chumshay. In a case where there would be a possibility for there to be two penalties but the same type. Or take failing on one person. My, hey chidami, what would be that case? So adding the words, kigoyin from the Bach, kigoyin shetoran tanas avad. Right? The person, claims to the owner, I'm sorry, got lost. Venishma, swears. Vahoida. Vachazar v'toyin tanas avad. And he claims again. That it was lost. And the Nishba and he swears and he admits. Now, here, very importantly, the third Taisus in the Ahmed says that it can't be that Nishba Vahoida, Because why would Bazdin impose a second oath on him once he himself was Maida that he lied falsely? And once a person took a false oath, you don't always allow him Bechlal to take an oath again. So Taisus says it must be that he swore twice, but he was made once at the end that all of my prior oaths were false. Taisus also points out that we had a very similar scenario, a Mishnah that was brought by Rav Hamnuna that we learned in Dav Kuvav regarding a person who was tying Tanas Ganov a few times. And the question is, why? It appears like the Gemara doesn't know that, that Mishnah. And Taisus remains with the question. But let's go to this scenario. A person makes a claim. It was lost. I swear it was lost. And again he says, I swear it was lost. And now he is maida. I lied. So when it comes to Tayantana's Ganov, that will be more complicated later. Like we says, you're only Chayef Kefal if Bez didn't impose it. When it comes to a person who jumps on his own and, and swears, Bezin didn't stop it. He swore, and now he admits he lied, but he swore twice. And it appears that that was the scenario of the Mishnah that we had in Rav Kuvav. Why didn't we bring that Mishnah? It's Inami. So this is a scenario where maybe you have two fifths, because you were moida over two oaths. Or Inami, Kigayin Shetohan, Tanaz Ganavanishma. Person swore that, they, that it was stolen, and they, and Ubo Edim Edim Kam. Now right now you have a chiv to pay kefal. Now here is where there's a bigger problem. When here it says, V'chazar v'tan tanas ganov. See, Chaki, here is your problem a lot stronger because for the oath of her tanas ganov, for that to bring the penalty of kefal, Bezdin has to impose it. Why would Bezdin impose it? If Adam already came, that he lied. So they work out a scenario that it must be that he went to another Bezdin. Even there, there are issues. But the Achreinim work out. No, after the Adam. Okay, the problem would be that, okay, Shalem is saying that, 
Adam came that it's in his house, and then he claims, okay, then I lied, but now I lost it again. If I'm not mistaken, that's the thing that we learned, that we don't believe certain people. Once a person swore falsely, then Bezin would not demand for him to swear. They would just tell him to pay. The other side should swear. And again, if Bezin doesn't demand for him to pay, then by trying Tana's Ganov for Kefal, it won't bring about Kefal. It has to do with him going to another Bezin, and he swore over there, Ubo Adam again, but there is such a case. The question is, my me, Abedino, do we say today, that it is only two different types of money that Hashem says, according to the Chachamim. However, that you don't pay two different penalties over the same money. You don't pay Kefal and Chaymish. But over here, Chad Gavnuhu. It's Kefal and Kefal. It's Chaymish and Chaymish. Or maybe. Hashem says you don't pay two penalties over the same money, period. And that's the question that Rav Papa has. So to answer this question, we learned a statement that Rav made that in Parshas Vayikra, the Pasuk that we just quoted, in Pedekei, Pasuk Chav Dalid, when the Torah is telling, telling you the din of Nishba Vahoida, that you have to pay a penalty of a chaymish and carbon asham. The trader uses a lashon rabim expression. It says vachamishi sov, and it's fifths in plural. You add on it. What's its fifths? The fetish that if there is a scenario where you sinned and the penalty is of a fifth and you repeated that sin twice, you do pay fifths on top of the principal. And Rab Papa logically says that not only is it that case in Nishba that Avad, the Nishba Avad, the that the same thing would be by Kefal, that in a scenario where Bezdin would demand the second oath. And in both cases, Adam say that it wasn't stolen, you stole it, he will have to pay two Kefals, even though it's over the same money. Now, we're starting a sugya. I know that most of us who had the merit to go to Cheder learned Hamafkid. Those of us who didn't have the merit to go to Cheder, God willing, the fact that we're learning here together, our children will go to Cheder. Everyone learns Hamafkid and Cheder. It's amazing. For the past 1800 years, that's more or less the Mishnah was written a bit more than that. Fathers are learning with the children the following dinam. So let's remember this well to be able to teach our children properly. Hapedek Hamafkid and Baba Metziah begins with the following case. Like we are learning here, you have four shoyimim, you have a shoyimer chinam, let's say, and, and in a scenario, in a scenario where the truth is it was taka stolen from him, or lost from him, and if the shoyimer takes an oath in Beisdin, then he won't have to pay the owner. We're not speaking about the liar. Bamis. Now, what happens if later they find a ganif? He takes an oath, he tells the owner, listen, you gave me something to watch, it was stolen from me. He's off the hook. When they find a ganaf, the law of a ganaf is he has to pay back the principal and kefal. Who does he pay it to? To the owner. Let's come to the mafkit, to the one who gave the pikadin to the shaymer. However, the Mishnah says, what happens if this shaymer tells Bezin, I don't want to take oaths. I know that if I would take an oath that it was stolen, I'll be off the hook. I don't want to take an oath, even though it's true. I'm paying the owner. And he pays the owner. Because wherever you have to take an oath, if you don't take an oath, you have to pay. Now they find the Ganath. To whom does the Ganath pay Kefal to? To the Shomer. 
And we're going to learn over there because from the gratitude that the owner has towards the shaymer, that the shaymer didn't give him a hard time, that instead of taking an oath and exempting himself, he, he paid him, so he bequeathes to him any future monies. So it's not only will he get back the principal, but the penalty will go to the shaymer. That is the mission in Amafkit. Now, I, I learned this with my Mendel, with my Abba, with my Simcha. You learned this with all your kids. So now, asks the Gemara a new case. Now there's a whole discussion. How does it come into Bava Kama? But look at this. Here, let me just pick it out by heart. Here, when the, when the Mafkit tells the Shemit, where's my ox? He says it was stolen. So the Mafkit says, swear. He swears. But, and now he's mamash off the hook. After he swears, he tells the owner, you know what? You gave it to me. I'm not returning it to you. I'm paying for it. He ended up paying for it anyway. But until he paid for it, what was the logic that we said? That the owner, because of the gratitude that he has, that you're not giving me a headache, you're paying to me. If there's any money from this, it's yours. Here he gave him a headache. The fact that he began to swear, says the Agmas Nefesh, that the owner had in the beginning, he had. So do we apply the same din that we learned in Amafkit in this scenario? Let's read it inside. The owner, the Mafkit, tells the Shemer, Hey, where's my ox? Let's say it's a Shemer Chinam. And Vinishba. Here, not like in Hamafkit. The Shemer says it was stolen, and I'm swearing it was stolen. After he swears, still the Shilam, he pays. And now, now you find the Ganav. So now the question is, Kefal me. Who does the Ganav pay Kefal to? Now the principal for sure goes to the Shimer. Because he gave money from his pocket. So he has to be compensated. But the Kefal goes to who? So Machlikas Abayinov. Abayyamad Abayyas says, Labalapi Kadin. What we'll call to the Mafkid. Rav says, Lemishapi Kadin Etzli to the Shimer. And each one will substantiate his opinion from an inference in the words in the Mishnah with, of Hamafkid. It's the first Mishnah in Hamafkid. Abayah says, Labal Hapi Kadin, why? Kiven Since the Shimer troubled the owner when he made an oath. You understand, when the Shimer is making an oath, the owner thinks, oh, now, now I'm done. Because he's stuck a swearing. I won't get my money. So this whole idea of him being gra- grateful that you're not giving me a headache I'll just, it's not verbalized the Chachamim say it's like a certain thing that he's going to give him any future profits here he didn't get it so easy Rava says let me the bottom line since he paid so it's always that way you know we spoke out Abaya Rava Abaya is the Makif Arachik Abaya looks at the bigger picture Rava looks at the bottom line Bottom line is, the owner got paid. So he says, you know, you gave me the money. If there's any profits, it's yours. Abayah looks at the greater picture. <laughs> the way he paid. He took my neshama out. He was saying that he doesn't owe me. He already swore that he doesn't owe me. I'm not giving him so quick the kefal. And now says, Each one can prove the words looking into the Mishnah. The Tanan. And here we are quoting the Mishnah on Hamafkit. Hamafkit is either animals or kefal. And Venignavoy of the we're speaking about a Shaimarchinam says the Mishnah Shilam Velirotzilishova. That's the case there. That the Shaimer doesn't even want to take an oath. He says, you know what, it was lost. I know that I'm Potter. I'll give you the money. And and now the Mishnah there explains Shaharei Amru, really the Chachamim say that Shaimer Chinam Nishbavayitza. If he swears that it was stolen or lost, he's off the hook. Nims, but he didn't do that. 
he opted to pay. Then the Mishnah says, Nimtzaganov, if the Ganov is found, Mishalom Tashlomi Kefal. The rule of Geneva is, if the thief is found, he pays Kefal. If the thief on top of that was Tavach he pays four or five. And the Mishnah asks, Lemihu Mishalim, says the Mishnah, Lemi, Shapikadinat, Sloy to the Shaymer. Since the owner has gratitude that the Shaymer did not opt to swear, so he bequeaths to him any future payments. However, says the Mishnah, Dir and Nishba But if the Shaymer uses his rights, he swears and he doesn't pay, and then the Ganif is found, so Mishalim, Shalomi Kefal, or when the Ganif is found and he slaughtered, he has to pay the four or five. Lamihu Mishalim says the safe of the Mishnah, Labala Pikadoin, to the Mavkid, says the Gemara, Abai is Medaik from the Resha, and Rabba is Medaik from the Sefer. Abai is Medaik from the Resha, because the Resha begins, when does the Resha say that the Shoimit is the one that gets the money? Shilain, because he paid, and he didn't swear. No, it's he paid, and he didn't swear. Says Abai, Tamad Ratzalishava. He only gets all of the future benefits turning to that kubchas on the days because he did not swear. Mamash, almost clear. Even if after he swears, and he could have just walked away, he still pays. Nevertheless, since he swore, if you find the Ganif, to whom do you pay? Lemimishalim, to the Bala Pikad, to the Mavkit. Like Rashi says on top of the Amid. Kivan da'at was The owner went through a heartache. The Shaymin was already uh, stressed. He was already stressed. Very good. Very good. Rava says, Rava Medayik Misayfa. Adding the words Diktani from the Bach. Diktani, it says in the Sefer the words, Nishba Veloi that if the Shaymin swears and does not play, oh, Tama, the Because not only did he swear, but he taka didn't pay. Hashilayim, if at the end of the day he paid, Afal Pish and Nishba, even though he began with taking an oath, Lemi Mishalim, to the Shimer. Says the Gemara Labaya Kasha Sefer. Says Abaya, Amalach Abaya, Hachiktonik. This is the way I'll read the Sefer. That Nishba Veloyrotsa Lishalem Koydim Hashvuam. That if the person swears and he didn't want to pay before the oath, even if he ended up paying Laachar Hashvua, you swore, you gave a stress, Lemim Shalem. You still pay to the mafke, to the malapikadon. L'rova kashis reisha, right? It says in the reisha, shilim v'loyratza lishava. L'chura, he only gets it if he didn't swear. Amalach rava hachiktani. Shilim v'loyratza la'amid dishvuasi. That if, not only did he swear, shilim, if I care, the reisha speaking about a case, not that he didn't swear, that he didn't want to rely on a shvua, even though he swore. But if at the end of the day he paid, Ella Shilain, so now he owns the future benefits. Let me Michelle and let me shop a cardinal. All of these cases, the owner can require the whole deck and give them the money. Like the okay, so very good. So now the question here is if you find and stolen article, so the rules will be like this that if the owner didn't have Yush and there was no Shinui, then for sure the owner owns the axe itself. So Shlemi's question is, in a case where the Shemir paid, and now when the Shemir paid, Lukula Alma, if he didn't swear. So as we learned in the Mishnah, that the owner expressing gratitude to the Shemir will bequeath to him all of the benefits, but he, for sure he gets the canon. So the question is, is it that the owner will give him back the money and the kefal, 
or does the Shemeh get to keep the ox? I don't know. That's the way you're asking. Right. Okay. Now continues the Gemara. Another din. Now this din for Bahagdam call when a person steals, he's high if careful if he's caught by Adam. If the Ganaf is Maida, the rule is Maida Biknas, Potter. Not only that, let's remember Shitasrav, that Maida Biknas, even if after your Maida Adam come, you would have gotten caught. If you were Maida before the Adam, you're also Potter. The way we explained, because Maida Biknas Potter doesn't mean you were not Chayef Kefal to begin with. You're Chayef Kefal when you steal. The trader gives an exemption on the Ganev, because you're Maida, I'm exempting you, Hashem says. So once you have an exemption, so what if Adam came? I have my get out of jail free card. I have my exemption that I was Maida. Now, here's the key. Do you know when we say Maida Biknas Potter? If the Ganev was Maida to the litigant, if the Ganef was admitted to the person to whom he stole it from, or to a relevant party, now that we brought in the whole story in Hamafkid, now we're going to give scenarios where the Ganef was Maida, but maybe you can argue he was Maida to the wrong person and his Haida should be irrelevant. So now if Adam come, he should have to pay Kefal. And we have questions on various scenarios. So Tavu Ba'alam L'Shaymer... Same case, Mafkid Shemechinam. Shemechinam is being asked by the owner, give me back my animal. And the Bailam says, I'm swearing. Whatever, you know, whatever it is. Let's say it was Geneva Vaveda, Shemechinam is spotted. He swears it was stolen from me. Now, what happens when he does that? What did we learn in Mafkid? He, he, he goes out. He's off the hook. And if they find the Ganav, to whom does the Ganav owe the money now? To the owner. Who does he owe the Kefal to? To the owner. Now, the Ganaf is known. The Shremer still feels responsible, even though he's off the hook. So the Shremer is the first one that catches up to the Ganaf. And he tells the Ganaf, hey, you stole it. And the Ganaf is made to the Shremer. Yeah, I stole it. So he made a Hoida. But to whom, to whom was he made? To the Shremer. The Shremer is already off the hook. And now, when the owners find him, Tavu Bailam, he's Kafar, the Ganaf denies. Didn't steal anything. But now Adam come. No, no. Well, he definitely did. He's not an aid that he stole. And even if that hoida is considered valid, but once you're moida, even if the if, even if is considered valid, it's only one eight. So now the question is, is the ganav of the hog? This is gavaldu koyle mifter. That you know the question is. Is the Shoimer a Baldovar enough for the Hoida to be considered a Hoida to the, uh, to the plaintiff, to the litigant? So, Rava, so look at Rava's logic. In Be'emes Nishba, if the oath that he made was truthful, and I think it's worth it, let's read inside the fifth line on top of Ramadan Rashi, we'll continue to learn Gemara Rashi here. In, so keep one finger here, that's why we have two fingers, my teacher taught me. One for the Gemara, one for Rashi. In Be'emes Nishba, right, five lines from the top of the first narrow line. The key, according to Rashi, is not that much that he would have been exempt. You know, Oshoi Merchinam will be exempt by an Oynes. Oshoi Merchinam will be exempt by Geneva and Aved. So let's say that he swore that it was Lister Mezuin. It was a real unavoidable accident. The truth is, is that it was stolen from him. 
even though he would have been exempt anyway, that's not the key. The key is, is that if what he swore, Taka happened, that means that he's an honest person, so back in the Gemara, keep your finger on Ashi, Nifter Haganet Bohidah Shoimer. Read inside Rashi. Nifter Haganet Bohidah Shoimer. The Kivan, the Nemon, who Anan Sahadi says Rashi, the E have a Mishtakha Behemo. What were to happen even though the Shoimer swore? And the Shoimer is not Mokhuyev to give anything to the owner. Will the owner still trust that person to continuously be a Shoimer? If he's an honest person, yeah. So even though none of this is spoken out, what would happen if the shaman would just find the animal off the street? Would the owner allow him to take the animal back and to watch it and to return it? That's the key. If whatever he did until now was emesdik, was truthful, so Anan Sahadi, that if he would find the animal, Rashi says, the owner would, would want for this shaman to take it. So he's still considered the shaman. Since he's still considered the shaman, ironically... So the hoida was the hoida for the litigant. So that hoida got him off the hook from paying the kefal. However, back in the Gemara, keep your finger on Ashi, in Bishek and Nishba, if he swore false, and Ashi gives scenarios, Shatoy in Mace, Oy Nishbar, Oy Nishba, Oy Nignababa, Oynes, Rashi Dafka gives examples where this Shoimer swore Oynes, he's emphasizing it, even if the Emes was Gneva Vaveda, and Gneva Vaveda, he'll be exempt anyway doesn't matter. He lied. He said something that did not happen. So therefore, the owner would never want him to be a shamer from now on. Not only is he off the hook, but the owner would never appoint him again. So here in the Gemara, So that is a statement that Rava makes. He says, Pshita. That's a given. However, Bayi Rava asks Rava the following scenario. What happens if the Shomer who claimed whatever he claimed, and a claim that would get him off the hook, was about to swear? However, she's the owner, tells the Shomer, I, I absolve you. Which is also just like we had on Hamathkid many times, the Shomer would say, I don't want to swear, I'll pay you. You have the opposite also. In the basin, the moment the owner saw that he's about to swear, the owner says, you know what, don't swear, save it, don't pay me back. But he was going to swear falsely. Now who knows this? Only God. How do you know? Doesn't matter. Just the concept. Now asks Rava Mahu. Let's read inside the Rashi. Nishbar l'shakir Mahu. Mi hominin says Rashi. Akati alei ramyon. Dekivin l'shakir nishbar. Look at Rashi's logic. He, listen, he was going to swear falsely. But if he was going to swear falsely, why would he be considered a shaymer? So Rashi says, Soifoy l'shakir had he sworn falsely, it's amazing. He's a yid, he has an neshama, he would regret. And since he would regret that he swore falsely, he would want to do tshuva. What would be the first tshuva? The bottom line is, he would give the owner back the money. So since at the end he would pay the owner, he's still considered a litigant. You ever heard such a logic? It's amazing. Or not. Oiloi, teiko, says the Gemara, Rav The way we learned the question was, was Rav Kahana's version of the question that Ahmad Lishava Besheker? And the logic would be because he might do tshuva later, not he might do, he for sure would do tshuva later, or Rav Tavyumi Masni, the Bachats, the words Hacha, that by Rav, Nishba Lishaker Mahu. Rav asked the question if he actually swore Lishaker. What's going to be the din? In other words, if he swears Be'emes, then for sure he's considered a litigant. 
if he swears falsely, Rabbi didn't know. Rabbi didn't have it as a pshita. On one hand, you can argue, since he swore falsely, the owner never wants him to be a shamer again. Even though no one knows that. But that's the Torah says. Or, no, he swore falsely, he's going to do tshuva. Soifer le'ischaret. So since Soifer le'ischaret, he's still considered a baldover. Because the moment he's going to pay back the money to the owner, because he was going to swear falsely, he is considered a relevant shamer. Uh, he is, he's a baldover over here. So rohida, rohida. Another case, now the opposite case, here in the Gemara. Tavu ba'alam l'shoimer. The owners tell the shoimer, hey, pay up. And now we're going to go to the case of Hamafkid. Even though the shoimer knows that if he would swear that it was stolen, they'll let him free. He doesn't want to swear. So he pays. He pays the owner. He doesn't want to be exempted through a shvua. And now, if now we discover the ganav. Because it was taka swollen. And tavu ba'alam, and now the owners catch up to the ganav. Now, who's out of the picture? The owners are out of the picture. Why are the owners out of the picture? Because the moment the Ganav says, like an Hamafkit, I don't want to swear, take the money back. So if they find the Ganav, to whom does the Ganav pay the Kefal to? To the Shreimer, the Keren and the Kefal. Now, the owners, Korob, and Vahayda, the Ganav is moida to the owners. This is Gavaldik. And now, the Shreimer, so the owners tell the Shreimer, oh, go get your money. I found the Ganav, he admitted. The Shreimer comes to him, and he denies but now they Now they bring Adim. So the question is, was his Maida Biknas done in front of a litigant? So the question is, do we say Nifta The owners are still a litigant. I will, this for sure has to do with your question. Oh, the animal itself does it go to whom? If the animal itself goes to the owner, then he's still a Baldover. But anyways, in other words, the Gemara speaks out. Do we say that the Shomer tells the owners, Hey, you, since you took money from me, I gave you money even though I didn't have to. You're removed from here. And that's the din. If they find the Ganav without admitting, I get the money, I get the Kefal. Who are you? His Haida was nothing. Or the owner tells the shaymer, Matsi Omri laid the owner to the shaymer, just like you did something that you didn't need to do. You could have sworn and walked away. But you were nice to me. And you gave me the money. I want to be reciprocal. I wanted to be nice to you. And I was, that's why I went after the Ganav. I also wanted to do you a favor. And therefore, Tarchinan Basaganva, I went to find the Ganav. And so just like I took money before I found the Ganev, I wanted to make sure that you get compensated. So therefore, I went to the Ganev. I want you to get your money back. But I'm still considered a litigant. And if that's the case, the owner's attempt of doing him a favor actually did him a disfavor. Because if the owner is taka considered a litigant, so the haida'ah is considered a hida in front of a litigant. So on that, the Gemara says, take. Next, itmar we learned, nignav abo'aynes. Nignav abo'aynes means list of A real aynes happened. In other words, even if he would have been a shaymer sachar, he would have been exempt. It was out of his control. And v'hukar ha'ganav. And the ganav now is discovered. So the question now will be, is there an obligation on the Shomer to go get the money from the Ganev 
what type of obligation does the Shomer still have? Abayah says, Im Shomer Chinamu, if he was never paid to guard to begin with, if Reitza Oise Imoidin, if the Shomer wants, he can give back the value of the article to the owner, even though he doesn't have to. Because he could have claimed, listen to Zuyim, which was the truth. And a Shomer Sachar would be off the hook, and Avada Shomer Chinam. So if the Shomer Chinam wants, he can give money to the owner, and then, he can go sue the Ganeth. Now, he's doing it also selfishly, because if he gives money to the owner, and he sues the Ganeth, actually, whether he'll get Kefal or not, that has to do with whether Listim Zuyim is like a Ganeth or not. Okay. But, the point here is, who is obligated to go after the thief? But the Ratzav, the Shemechinam once, Nishba, he's allowed to swear, and remove himself, even though he knows who the Ganav is. However, says Ravam, I'm sorry, says, Ab, says Abayah, this is Abayah's opinion, but if he was paid to guard, now that he knows who the list in the Zoyim is, he cannot swear and remove himself. Part of him being paid to be a Shaymer is to look after something. Now true, it was taken away against his will, but if you know who did it, then you have the responsibility to go after it. That's Abaya. Rava says, In other words, you undertook to guard it, you cannot remove yourself. Now, if you don't know who the Ganef is, and you do everything you could, then swear, and Taka, you're off the hook. But if you know who the Ganef is, the Shemer still remains the Shemer. Even a Shemer Chino. However, says the Gemara Lema, perhaps this Rabbah's opinion is in disagreement with Adarafuna Bar Avin. Why? The Shalach Ravuna Bar Avin, Nignava Ba'inis, there was a Shemer, and, and, and someone stole from the Shemer, Vuhukara Ganav, and the Ganav was found. So says Rafuna Bar Avin, Im Shemer Chinamu. Clearly, he seems to be saying like a buyer. It depends. If he was never paid to be a shamer, ratza oisei imoidin, ratza nishba. V'im shamer sacharu oisei imoidin v'ena nishba. Mamish like a buyer. So is it that Rava argues with him? So Amalach Rava, no. Havamaya skinon. Kegain shekadam v'nishba. That if the shamer swore before they identified the thief, that is where Rav Hunabar Oven, and I'll agree with him, once he swore, and Bezdin says, you're off the hook. So now, by Yashem Erchinam, he doesn't have to go back. The case of the Machlekes Abayi and Rava was, is that he didn't swear yet. He could swear, he didn't swear yet. So the question is, is he still obligated? Can he just swear, or is he obligated to run after it? There is where Rava says, even an Afuna will hold, even Yashem Erchinam, you didn't swear yet, don't swear, go after the Ganev. I asks the Gemara, Vaharotza Oisei Medin, Rotza Nishba Ka'amar. He can either go after him or he could swear, implying that he didn't yet swear. Hachikamar, Rotza Shayna Mechimim, Oimid Bishwasa. If he already swore, he can back himself up on that. Rotza Oisei Medin. Now, interestingly, both Abai and Rav agree that a Shemir Sachar is not removed. Shemir Sachar is not removed. Now, we're going to bring a third opinion which speaks about a case that's not the same. But it's similar. And all of the Achreinim go through, is it similar enough to say that they argue? But there is a huge similarity here. Look at this case. Rabbi Zuti, the small Rabbi, Boy Yelohacha, asks the following case. Even by Yeshua Mersachar, Nigar Baba Aynes, 
if someone was a shomer and it was stolen by Oynes, now again, the off the hook of an Oynes is even on a shomer sacher. Rabbi Zuta is speaking about both. He's giving cases which apply to both. The hechzid It's a different case. Someone stole it from a shomer sacher or for a shomer Right now they're off the hook. Now they have to swear. But if they swear, they're off the hook. The Ganef gives it back to the house of the Shomer. What's the question now? Since theoretically they're off the hook, they're no longer a Shomer. So if the Ganef puts it back in their home, are they still responsible to guard it? And Omeisa B'Pshiyam. And they were negligent. And that's why the animal died. Who has to pay the owner? One logic would be that once it was stolen from them in a way that the shaymit is no longer responsible to the owner, they're out of the picture. And if they're out of the picture, the Ganav doesn't shouldn't give it back to the shaymit. The Ganav should have given it back to the owner. Who appointed them as a shaymit? No one. So what do you want from me that I died in my house, Bibshia? No, no shwas. Now, do we say keep in the name of Ba'inas? The moment it was stolen Ba'inas, even though Shlemi he didn't swear, Kalyalashmirasai, his guardianship finished so even though it was returned to his house he's not responsible even if it died since he returned it it's I don't think it even matters whether the owner is aware or not in other words it's not mamish the same because the case of Abayi and Rava was that it wasn't in their possession they know who the Ganaf is but it's similar and the question is, do they have to run after it or not? Here there's a similarity. The only difference is, is here, it's not about they know who the Ganaf is, the Ganaf actually returned it. But you can argue that even the opinions that hold, that they're off the hook, they don't have to run after it, but now that it was returned, now it's returned. But maybe not. Moment, the, the moment someone is removed, they're removed. So Rabbi Zuta on this question said, a take over. let's hop in the beginning of the Mishnah. A lot of it is Chazara, but let's at least learn Psachidish. That we never learned yet together. Says the Mishnah, Hechen Pigdoini for Uven Tal Shimon, where is my article that I gave you to guard? For Amar Loi and Shimon, the Shoimer says, Ovad, I lost it. Says Reuven, Mashbiachani, hey, I, ju- I adjure you, Shmer. And he says, Amen, yeah. Ta'an, Ovad. Then witnesses come and say that the Shemir was the one that had it and he ate it. Now let's remember, the din of Kefal by a Shemir is only by Tayan Tanas Ganav. So there's no Kefal penalty. Another thing, the Chaymish and the Ashram is only if he admits. He didn't admit, he was caught. So what does he have to pay? Only the Keren. However, in the brackets, if if he admitted, then Mishalom Kerem Ochemish Rashem. Good. Next case. Heichan Pigdoini Ruven Tal Shimon. Where is the article that I gave you to guard? Anomalayin Shimon says Nignaf. It was stolen. It was not true here. This is this is the classical Toyen Tanas Ganav. Mashbiachani. I adjure you. Obviously, this needs to be Bifnei Beizin. Beizin needs to be the ones involved in this oath. And he says Amen. This is the case that if now if Adam come and say the Shemir is the one that stole it, gotta pay Kefal. If not Adam came but So this is Atkan is a Chazar of Dinim that we keep on learning. In the Gemara, this is the Mishnah. Now look at this case. This case is beautiful. 
the case is not beautiful, but the din is beautiful. If a guy stole from his father, and the nishba, and he swore to his father. So this is a classical case of someone who swears to exempt himself from a real monetary obligation. And then, the father dies. And very importantly, Rashi adds, now he's moida. Now what is the din? Nishba v'hoida, keren chaymish v'asham. But one second, the father died. So would we say that since he is the heir of the father, some of that money should go to him, he should not have to pay to the other heirs the whole chaymish. The whole keren. Because some of it is his. Says the Mishnah, Harezim Yishalem Keren V'chaymish. Here in the side, we take out the words Asham. You got to pay the whole Keren V'chaymish, either to the sons, or to the, bro- or to the Echav. Because since now there is a chiv of a penalty for Tshuva, you have to pay for your false oath, Keren V'chaymish, you have to pay all of it. Now, says the Mishnah, I guess, if he doesn't want to do it, to the brother, to the full amount. That's the Chiddush. Because since this is as a kapara, you only get a kapara if you pay the keren and the chaymish. Not most of it, not half of it, not a, all of it. Now, no, there's always another heir. Only a ger who didn't have children after he converted. That's why the mission to, the, to, the, to his brothers, to his uncles. There's always the closest heir. Now, the Now look at the next chiddush. If this person says I can't part with my money, so they find an eitzah for him to pay it and to get it back. Well, I'm an heir. He's insisting. It, it, it doesn't go into a set this day. I'm a Yoyrish. I have to pay. Some of it is mine. So look what they do to him. They tell him, or if he doesn't have money. The classical, Ainli. So Loiva, he borrows money. He takes that borrowed money and he pays back to his brothers, to his uncles, the Kenan Chaimish Ashim. Then the Balchayv comes to collect the money from him. So what should he tell the Balchayv? Echanisht. So what do they do? They go to his properties. So they take that money from his portion of the Yerusha. So that's the way he gets the money back. Ubali And they take it from his portion. This is such a genius way out. So he paid the whole canon of Chaimish. Then they come to tell him, pay us back the debt. He says, I don't have money for you, but I own, I own the Yerusha. So he, they collect his portion in the Yerusha. And that portion will actually pay down the Balchayv will take the portion in the Yerusha. So he will do the Keren V'chaimish, but then he'll make the money back to be continued. How 